Blog Talk Radio. I am so mad at my husband. He kissed his ex-wife. Oh no, he's going to be powerless. I love him so much. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is David, your fill-in host for Take2Radio Soaps in Review, and Tonight I'm filling in for Pam, and and with me tonight I have Candace and Anthony. Hello, Hi, hello, hello. And bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> and and I want to tell you, you know, as they say in the soaps in the old times. Due to absence, the role of Carolyn Jenkins is being played tonight by Vinny Apicella. Hey, what's going on? Welcome, Vinny. How you doing? Hi. Vinny, I'm doing all right. How about you? Would you fill us in on what you do? I know. I think Candace might be familiar with you, but maybe Anthony is not. I I have. I've heard you. So I'm fam- tell I'm us familiar, about you. but our listeners might not be. Yeah, not all right. Listeners. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, well, I host the Suds in the Squared Circle podcast, um, which is basically centered around General Hospital and WWE. Um, seeing as I see wrestling and soap operas as very similar genres, one just mm-hmm. has a little bit more violence. One is a little one is take one takes place in a in a squared circle as opposed to you know in a town like Port Charles. Um, recently, I've been getting more into Days of Our Lives as well. Uh, I just I've only been watching for like this year, so I'm still I haven't added that into the show yet because. I'm still not up to date with all the pasts and all the storylines. I mean, the current stuff, yes, but not the back stories. Uh, but that's what I do. Um, I do talk about um, stuff that's going on in today's, you know, in today's world uh, every so often. I try to keep away from that because, as I've seen numerous times, it does it could cause controversy. Um, but Outside of that, I stick to General Hospital and WWE for my show. So let me ask you this, Vinny. Um, Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> a.k.a. Yeah. Brick on, um, on General Hospital, has quite the reputation in the sports world. Did it surprise you to find someone from that world in the soap opera world? Not at all. I mean, Stephen A. Smith was actually on the pre-show for WrestleMania this year. Uh, yeah. So... He's a big wrestling fan as well. Um, and even Frank Valentini kind of 
is, showed the video clip of Brick mentioning General Hospital on the WrestleMania pre-show and yep. said thanks for the shout-out. Uh, so, no, I think it's great. I think, I think uh, there's a lot more males that I'm finding are soap fans and, you know, the, the, the stereotype being that it's, for, you know, growing up, the whole idea of a soap opera was because of the uh, ads that were on, there, on the shows for soaps. Um, but I think a lot more men are watching soap operas now, and I find it fantastic. Uh, Absolutely. If you haven't had the opportunity to read his book, by the way, it is a great read. Um, mm-hmm. It really is. And I was going to say, Vinny, because I also, you know, enjoy WWE. Um, were you shocked that some of the WWE wrestlers, because I think this is this is so funny that, that you're actually on, because I just had this conversation with somebody else. Are you surprised how many wrestlers are soap fans? Like AJ Lee or Phil, or I'm sorry, CM Punk, because I always still call them by their real names. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Phil. Hey, Phil. Um, are you surprised? Like, did, did you know that that some some of the WWE and AEW stars are wrestler? I mean, soap fans. I'm not, honestly. I mean, if you look at some of the storylines that are on, mm-hmm. you know, storylines. Story, a lot of storylines have gone by the wayside. There aren't as many good mm-hmm. storylines in wrestling. As there used to be, but if you look at if you look at like the bloodline, which has been going on for almost three years at this point, cinema uh, that is cinema. It it is. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns deserves an Emmy um, for his for his acting, and and that entire storyline itself is just fantastic. But even looking back, that you had um, Alice, the 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 maid for the Quartermains, as a professional wrestler on her side. Mm -hmm. And yep. David Otunga came to visit her in the hospital. Um, so it's not a surprise to me. When, when I look at some of the way they talk in their promos, you could see the influence of soaps, mm-hmm. of soaps in, their, in, in their promos. Yeah. Well, going so far back as to, you know, the old WWF, um, the McMahon dynasty, pattern the Randy Macho Man Savage Elizabeth and the whole triangle of that era um, along the lines uh, you know, or around the the um, Robert Scorpio, Holly, Luke Spencer triangle. And even some of the dialogue was almost, uh, you know, was almost word for word to some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. they've taken, they've taken the beat of the energy of good soap opera storytelling because we're honest on this show. There's good storytelling and there's not so good storytelling. And the same and the same for wrestling. And the same for wrestling storylines yep. because you just brought up Macho Man and Elizabeth and I think everybody, even if you're not a huge mm-hmm. wrestling like fan, right? You know mm-hmm. about them and you know how when Randy's, you know, contract had expired, he was done with WWE WWF at the time. You know, it was created like, again, he went rogue. You know, his true love was somewhere out there, and they reunited, and he had not seen that clip. And this has been, yeah. God, almost 30 years ago. Oh, my God. Almost yeah. 30 years ago, it was the equivalent of a super couple. Like, yeah, Randy and Elizabeth was that super couple in, in, the, John, in the sports world. Um, and then, of course, you had, you know, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, who, oh, my God, I miss him every single day. He was the pivot mm-hmm. of, again, 
somebody who sort of like a not a Victor Newman type, but he appreciated family loyalty, and he understood yeah. that he started this company from the ground up. Now, this mm-hmm. man mostly is like an Alice Spalding for God like fans out there, or Stefano, you know. Depends on which, how which way you look at Jesse it. Jesse Ventura. But you're right. Mm. But, right. But you're I'm right. I like to like, think more like an Ace Buchanan, but... Like an Ace Buchanan, yeah. Type. Well, yeah. I would say yeah. more so... No, I would actually say for Ace, it would it has to be over at WCW. So, it's like, y'all, like, look, we can talk about wrestling right now, but the thing is, is that you're right. Some of the storylines over on wrestling, like, like you said, the bloodline, Clearly, does there, I'm, I, can we just give them the award now? Because seriously, <laughs> that is yeah. great. That is great soap telling in in a sense because it, it does is. remind you of the end, like sort of like the Newmans or the Demers right now, or back when the Quartermains or Cassidons, you know, when they actually would go against each other, and then you find out there's no loyalty. Like it's just one mm-hmm. person is about to come out for all the revenge. Like, it's been building up, building up. You listen to General Hospital, you build up the storyline. You see what I did there? Okay. But, you know, and then you think about, I mean, you know, you had your loyalties, you know, the four horsemen, you know. Then there was the, you know, the rule is never change your core character because if you do, Mm -hmm. it still has to work. And how many times did the Undertaker change? You know, how many times? I mean, here's the thing, Hogan. He changed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but it worked. So it's a right well, similar. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is responsible for one of the biggest upturns in, not only was he the biggest name of the 80s, but right. when he turned heel in the late 90s and kicked yeah. off the NWO, wrestling well, went into a whole yeah. new stratosphere. I mean, think about it. The so, Monday Night Wars was a soap opera. Monday Night Wars. Literally because you felt as though it was sort of, for those who don't understand, I'm about to do this. It was like you had, you know, we all grew up watching different soaps at different times. The Mm -hmm. struggle was real at 2 o'clock because if you was a One Life to Live fan (laughs) and something good was happening on Astral Times that day, but don't yeah. another world or passes has you by the balls. You literally had to make a decision. It was like, okay, now I can easily record this and watch these two shows, but I feel like I'm going to miss out on something. And that seriously was the Monday Night War. You had D-Generation X. You had NWO. You had, I mean, it literally, you had to pick and choose. It's sort of like Gone Light and General Hospital at the time. Like, right. it was mm-hmm. just like, which one do you pick? And which one are well, you going to be like, you know what? I can hold out on it. Even bring oh, come on, girl. Let me ask you this uh-huh. real quick. How many times mm-hmm. did you have the TV going on in the kitchen or, or whatever and in the living room, <laughs> and you were sort of sitting in the hallway listening to Bob uh-huh. and see, paying I, more see, attention to whichever had more? No, no. Look, I'm going to tell you how I, it was. Real I quick. had two TVs. See? See, okay. I had Two TVs in my bedroom, watching oh, Raw so you, on one TV and Nitro on the other. See, okay, so I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna do this. I grew up with my great grandmother. Okay, so anybody who had a grandmother knows where the main TV was. It was in the living room. Okay. Yep. So on the her, her TV, <laughs> right? Her RCA TV. Mhm. 
was right there. As soon as you come into right, like right in the, the I can still picture this in the corner of the living room, right? So she mm-hmm. was telling you at twelve twenty eight, y'all better be quiet. My stories are coming on. I don't want to hear anybody's mouth until after three three forty something or three fifty four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Downstairs in the basement, my great uncle, he would come home from work before he went to his house. He would have NBC on. He was going back and forth between NBC and ABC. He knew about CBS. When my mom was alive upstairs in her room, oh, she was doing ABC, CBS, NBC. Little Candace in her room was watching what else? Disney Channel. But again, I can hear. I can hear grand, my grandmother saying that I can't stand that freaking Victor Newman. Oh my God, I can't stand him. And then you hear my my uncle saying, I can't believe Marlena. Uh uh uh. And my mom is like, See, this is why I'm not riding with the Buchanan's right now. So I literally grew up, and you're right. Again, when when it was the Monday Night Wars, you had to really pick your little. You really had to pick sides. It was yeah. either you would stick with WWE or WWF at the time, which was going through a trans. You know, it really was, and we can't not, you know, about you know ECW because they kind of snuck in there too a little bit. They were creeping, but it was like, but we all know what changed that day. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. They, when they did that spoiler alert, like they do now, like we all now know certain things, like Dave, well, not so much with Dave, they're kind of cutting back on it, but with Dave, you know, they always give you the spoilers for like six months down the line and everything, but of course we all know right. that no, when it was announced that. that Mankind was going to win, mm-hmm. that did it, that was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, bye, <laughs> like, let's turn into WWF, like, what's going on here, so... It's just like a soap. See, we know about wrestling. Yep. <laughs> so we should start our soaps right now then. So, Vinny, which one are you more comfortable with? Are you good if we start with days? Yeah, that's fine with me. We could start with days. Okay. What's happening on body and soul? <laughs> well, <laughs> I-, I love how it parallels. I love how it's paralleling everything that's happening to Abe. It's like showing him that he's being taken advantage of and what he should have known in his life. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing to me how they're how they're using that show within a show as a plot device. It is. I, I you know, I'll, I'll agree with that. Go ahead, David, sorry. Yes, I, I'm having fun with it. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've been so entertained in a long time, but this is a – I'm very pleased with how this is going, and especially today how it came together. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like how um, – I, I like – I like how the the storyline with Abe is kind of finally picking up steam. Like we we still don't we still don't know the why almost. We still don't know the why it is why he was abducted. Uh, but I, I like that it's finally picking up some kind of steam. Um, and and the fact that uh, Whitley did uh, um, uh, 
uh, drug Lonnie. I think that, yeah, that's her name. Yes. Lonnie. Um, mm-hmm. And had her tied up as well, almost like, oh, we finally got somebody there to find that Abe is still alive. But now I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with, to, do you talk about today's open order or just last week? Um, past two weeks. Okay, so I won't talk about today's episode because I already watched today's episode. You can episode. do today because uh, I saw today. Okay. Uh, all right, so I, I'm kind of glad that they finally realized that they could use the tracking device for Lonnie to find mm-hmm. out where she is. I would think that would have been, like, the first thing they would have thought of if a fugitive or someone on furlough is missing. Check, for, check the ankle monitor. Okay, let me school you. I don't know how long you've been watching General. I know you you said you've been on days for about a year now. Let me school you on one of the most important soap tropes out there. You will never find a soap opera police department that is um, (laughs) uh, capable. uh, (laughs) Which is sad. That has a good track record for, you know, doing what, you know, obviously should be done. In real, that you know, when it comes to crimes on soap opera, you they, you yeah. most definitely have to employ your suspension of belief. Um, oh, of course, for entertainment. You can't put logic <laughs> to something that's illogical. Yeah. Yeah, Candace. Okay. Candace. So you guys know that Body and Soul is like my favorite other soap um, <laughs> outside the fraternity row. Shout out to those who know fraternity row. Yep. Shout okay. out to let, me, let me break and this how, all down. How awesome is it that Ron is getting his chance to redeem what Fraternity Rose should have been the last couple of months of One Life to Live? But go on. Well, no. But you know what else I love real quick about, because I, I don't think a lot of people understood, why, for me, why, because everybody said, Candace, I don't understand why you like body and soul. And I said, because that's the ultimate homage to the actor's on mm-hmm. the show. And the thing is, yeah. is that when they showed the credits, the end credits of Body and Soul, I had to die out. I was like, somebody's getting mm-hmm. a lawsuit. Because it's not... <laughs> oh, yes. Because it's like, okay, they have the Body and Soul characters, right? That's one thing. But the actors mm-hmm. who are playing the characters, they have the, you know, like James Reynolds is playing Henry Marshall. And I'm like... I'm like... I had a moment where I, I kind of... Even before when they said that, you know, that, that he was, like, the owner of Marshall's Ice Cream. If you have not been watching Soap for a long time, and I'm, like, I think everybody knows this, I probably watch every damn soap out there. Um, so <laughs> it was, like, when I heard that, I was, like, wait a minute. I Wait, no, wait. And when they said his name was Henry Marshall, I said, oh, mm-hmm. my God, y'all brought up Generations, because that was the soap that James Reynolds yep. was on. For, mm-hmm. for a short period of time. So I was like, aw. But then when they had Catherine Bell, yep. yeah, I said, you know what? I said, somebody get a lawsuit. Because as many of you guys know, that was Mary Beth Evans' character over on General Hospital. On General she Hospital. Been, yeah. She should be yeah. Cody's, Cody's mother, but that's another story for mm-hmm. another day. But when they start doing that, and then you had, you know, Jack K and Sandra, I'm like, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then when you had the ultimate, 
Tucker McCall. I said, you know what? I said, I said I'm not mad at it. I was like, why nope. are y'all doing this? But it was funny because even with Deidre Hall, because I think everybody didn't understand Deidre. So the character that she, the actress, Deidre plays the actress whose name is from the show Our House. So right. this that is what I character. like. This is what, and, and same thing for Drake Hogerson because his character was from, um, oh, crap. What was it, Seven Brides for Seven? Yeah, for from Seven Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The TV show. He was in it for a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. See, that tells you I grew up watching with my great-grandmother TV because <laughs> if I can remember those kind of shows and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, we have a problem. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just yeah, really okay. enjoyed I really enjoy how it's the way they set it up first, and I don't think I said it on here, is they're kind of mocking themselves because you have mm-hmm. Nurse Whitney, who was a devoted fan of a soap opera, recorded right. every freaking episode. Who, hadn't did, who didn't do that? Literally, who did not record their soap opera or put it on GDR? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But then you got mad when you found out your soap was going on the streaming service. <laughs> I, I said, I know. you know, I was like, I said, Days is that show that can make fun of themselves, even when people are like, no, y'all are not supposed to do that. But I appreciate the jokes because I think sometimes we get too serious about these soaps. It's nice to kind of have fun. And it does remind me a little bit, and, and, you know, Ron sometimes get a lot of flack, but I think he's still, just like everybody else, we miss One Life to Live. And mm-hmm. the fact that he kind of incorporated a little bit of what, like, for, again, fraternity role into this, it was funny. Now, the real stuff. Wait, first, before we get to the real stuff, I, I, I have to make my comment on that. Okay, go ahead. First and foremost, yeah. I, I am loving it. It, it is entertaining. Yeah. Let's, let's be real with each other and, and our listeners out there. Some of the most memorable soap moments in history are the comedic moments. Uh, yeah. You know, are the things that, that kind of blew you out of your seat. I mean, think about Nora and Bo's wedding. Or, yeah, you know, the there, are, there are some annals of history. So first and foremost, you know, comedy has always been part of the soap tradition. Some do it better than others. And Dave, you know, has definitely always had the cheeky side to it. But more importantly, you know, the thing that soap has been facing since the late 90s is how do you balance pleasing your core audience who, you know, they want their families, they want their couples, they want their, you know, their soap tropes, they, you know, they want their soap that they've been watching since the 50s, 60s, 70s. And the new viewership, how do you, you know, General Hospital Days both had very successful teen scenes. Um, oh, you know, all of the soaps tried it some more successfully than others. Let me put it that way. Um, how do you balance between this was a great way not only to nod other soaps, not only to nod the, the, the institution of soap opera itself, but to also say, you know what, fans, let's give you this little teaser because we know you follow wherever these folks go. Mm-hmm. When you went to our mm-hmm. house, we tried. There, you know, oh, there was there was backlash to gays, of course, but we all flocked. We all watched our house. We loved Shannon Doherty before she was burning. Yep. Um, you know, and, and the Catherine Bell. Yeah, of course, she's Kayla. 
But you know what? For a brief little history, she bumped herself on the head, showed up in Port Charles, and she was pretending to be And then Catherine she bumped her head Hill. again, and she was, and, and she bumped mm-hmm. her head again when she went over to Oakdale. Let's not forget. Thank you. So, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I give, I give the writing team major, major kudos for this. It is successful. It is making people talk. And whether they love it or they hate it, they're talking about it, and it's bringing other yeah. people in to see, like, oh, what's going on? Wait a minute. Are they going to make a character out of this? Oh, this is fun. Let me stay and watch and see what's happening. So kudos, Yeah, they're making people feel. Yeah. Yep. All right, Candace. Exactly. Whether you... (laughs) I was just going to say, whether whether they love it, whether they love it or they hate it, they're feeling it. They're feeling something towards it, which is the biggest thing that you want your audience to to feel. So Mm -hmm. you don't want somebody to just kind of watch it and be like, yeah, it's happening. I could predict the future or whatever. You want somebody to feel, and you know, one way or the other. So yeah, it's it's fantastic. Absolutely, but yeah. even that one step further, because they are basically telling us, "We hear you, we see you, we know what you do." Here's a little nod that lets you know, you know, we're paying attention to you too. And right? and mm-hmm. and like you said, you know, we are look, and I always say this all the time. The fan, so fan fans are the best kind of fans. Because even though we up, we're upset when an actor leaves, we do follow them because they, they've made us fall in love with them and their acting. So the fact that, again, because some people did not know, like, it was like, why was they showing the names? Like, I don't understand what was the big deal about the names. But, again, when I saw, saw Henry Marshall, Catherine Bell, Tucker yeah. McCall, and I, I was like, I said, that's stupid. I really did say, I said, somebody's getting a lawsuit because I was like, and then I had to think about it. I said, well, Tucker McCall might actually be okay. But it was just, it's, it's fun. And you're right, Days is that soap that has done certain things over the last couple of years. Like yesterday was the anniversary of the Buried Alive storyline with Carly, you know. They've yep. obviously the Devil Possessor storyline. They've done certain things. We don't talk about the Garden of Eden. Then he trust me. You don't want to know about that storyline. Okay, I'm, I'm saving you. <laughs> okay. I'm saving you from yourself. Just like okay, I'll give no, you. No, do you want to know about the serial killer island where no, everybody? No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Vinny. I'm going to help you out with the Garden of Eden storyline. We don't talk about it okay. just like we don't talk about the the coffin with with Triple H. <laughs> You and Kane. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't okay. talk about Okay, I know exactly that. what you're okay. talking about. Yeah. Now when I'm going at with that. So, okay, yep. now real talk. Dave's fans who are who complaining about about something, let me just say this. The A storyline is this storyline. James Reynolds, <laughs> Tim Cole, Jack K. Harry, better submit for uh-huh. next year. Because mm-hmm. what we thought was kind of cute, like, okay, there's this crate, you know, this nurse who is allergic to cats, but she got fake cats in her house. Okay, okay, you know, mm-hmm. something's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yep, a little mm-hmm. bit. Everything was, oh, everything. Tootie Fruity. <laughs> Tootie Fruity, Looney But it was like, it was like, okay, you know, they're watching soap. It's a different take on the amnesia storyline. It got yeah. real. When she stuck him with that needle, it got real after that because, again, it's this whole, okay, you know, this kind of 
you know, psycho situation. But then when she stuck him in the, in, you know, in the, in the net, and he became sedated. When then Reynolds, because I only thought Deidre Hall could do this, but when he did the one tear, I was like, oh, hell. This is about to get interesting. The fact that, that Whitney created this whole world type to, to, to live in, again, a nod to some of y'all soap fans. I ain't saying no names, but y'all know some of y'all take this too far, too, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, she, she has a fake son. She has Theo. What? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Let me. See, wait a minute. Bravo for bringing the old Theo back yeah. to play Theo, quote unquote. I was like, yeah. see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, okay, I love this, 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 right? And then you have Lonnie, my girl, coming back and everything and being on point. She's leading this. She's like, mm-mm, something's not catch. Not, I'm not, you know, one and one is not even up to two. I love the fact that, you know, you got Steve and John, and you got all of this going on. But, again, you realize that Avis is serious danger. So then with Lonnie, okay, Lonnie, girl, because I had a conversation with you in my head. When you got knocked up, out, right, I'm like, okay, you're going to come to, I'm glad that you're seeing A, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, nobody's going to believe you. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, because this woman, when, when, and this is why I say Kim Coates better go for that guest performer category for the 51st annual daytime Emmys, not the 50th. By the way, we still don't know if they're going to have it in the live, in person, or if they're just going to do the announcements on social media later this year. We'll stay on top of it. But anyway, when she said, you ruined my plans, you're not supposed to be here. I have to figure how to get you out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's definitely deranged. She, she, she mm-hmm. snapped. When, yeah, when, when Lonnie said, they're going to come looking for me, and this is where you realize Whitney didn't think about something. But when Lonnie said, when she said, how are they going to find you? Nobody could find you. And Lonnie showed the ankle bracelet. I was like, now, see, Lonnie, I don't know if that was a smart move or a dumb move because I could totally see Whitney trying to cut it or something and throw it to, like, you know, give everybody a different sense of direction. So I was worried about that. But then you throw in a twist. Dave, I give you props for this. We've always been questioning the consequences of Marlena as the devil while still giving advice to people because he was giving advice to a lot of people, including Ben, hence why Ben and Sierra had that baby. She was giving advice here and there. So the fact that this nurse, when Marlena was like, wait a minute, Whitney was one of my patients. Because she was dealing with something, too. I'm like, this just got interesting. Because you mean to tell me the devil made her do, like, I still want to know some things. But what I can say is, this story took a whole different turn, left turn, and I wasn't expecting some of it. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that you have a lot of people 
who are questioning. Like, I like the fact that John had a dream about this. Because even he said, well, how do we know he's really dead? About time, John. Because nobody's dead in Salem except for Lexi. Damn. But other than that, this storyline, this storyline, again, a lot of people are now supporting players, the kind, but this is a Abe and Paulina storyline. So kudos to James, to Jackie, to Sal, to Lamone, to to everybody. Kim Coles, again, you better get that guest performer uh, because that's just got that competition just got real tight because she's proven she can do this, and I'm right yeah. proud of her. Judy Fruity, oh Rudy, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and you know I'm I'm I am glad. Let me rephrase that. It was worth the wait after James had his year. You know, yep. I, I looked at what what they decided to continue to give him and said to myself, you know, did anybody pay attention what happened a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago last year? So, you know, now that they are giving that sense of stage to – this veteran to this this powerhouse who has been the supporting actor beyond supporting actors on this show for going on what thirty years now, right? Mm-hmm. Longer than that, just about longer than that. You know, he, he he's an Emmy winner. He is he is stock of the genre, and, and I'm I'm gonna be the one to say it. It's finally happening that we're getting a real. African American storyline taking center stage, not part of a, bro- a broader storyline, not fallout from a storyline, or not filler material in between two other storylines. We're getting center stage. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know the good thing about that is it brought. Like, let me just say this. I. I up until last year, I had never really heard nor acknowledged Juneteenth. So that the fact that they worked a Juneteenth celebration into the storyline with Theo yep. uh, doing the speech for his father instead, um, that, in my opinion, was fantastic. Because it, 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 it brought Juneteenth, even though it's been in the news in the real world and, you know, it's been politicized and everything when it comes to a lot of people who don't pay attention to the news because of how wonky it is when you see it being incorporated in a positive light into your entertainment it does show a lot of it it, it, it brings it out and exposes it to a lot more people in a positive way and for me i thought that was fantastic because I, like I said, I had never heard of it. It was mm-hmm. never something that we grew up learning about. So the fact that it's not only uh, an African-American centralized story, but incorporating all these history lessons, for lack of a better term, uh, for other people, uh, I, I loved it. And I still love this storyline. I, I am enthralled with it, and it's got, got me on the edge of my proverbial seat. 
Well, and let me just say, let me just say yeah. this because this is this is one of the things that I feel as though all right, <clears throat> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I know a lot of people have said some stuff on social media saying why are they the only show to do Juneteenth, and I'm gonna explain this the best way that I can. Okay, this is the foot pattern of of. Erna Phillips, because she did go over, she was at Dave's, but mostly Agnes Nixon. This is Ron, Ryan, at the time Jamie, because Jamie's no longer there, but he still has his writing over there. Agnes made it a point to educate those who don't know about the culture and about the holiday. Case Mm -hmm. in point, take a look at One Life to Live with Nora, okay? I'm going to say it like that. And poems and stuff. To mm-hmm. me, I feel as though you're right. Not a lot of people understand what Juneteenth is and, like, the deep meaning of this holiday. And I appreciate that of soap because, again, some people learn from soap versus mm-hmm. social media. So I always give days and any soap that does that a round of applause. What I also kind of – now, I had kind of a negative because – my whole thing was, and I said this in real time, I said, why did I just realize that Abe and Paulina got married the day that Lexi died? I said, yo, Sadie. Oh, I was like, I literally did that. I was like, what's today? And I was like, Juneteenth. I said, oh, y'all shady. I said, Lexi died on this day. I, that, that, you know, again, the so fan, again, you have to remember your day yeah. as a so fan. So I was like, I was expecting Y'all, don't be mad at me, okay? I really was expecting on body and soul <laughs> Renee Jones as a character. I swear I was. Oh. I swear. I was looking for I was like, mm-hmm, Henry Marshall got an ex-wife. Mm-hmm, a dead ex-wife. Oh, my God, it's Renee Jones, everybody. Like, ah! I really did think that. I really, see, Dave, you be playing with my emotions too much. Mm-hmm. In the Sandra Clarkington. Yeah. Of 
certain fans who also who was upset mm-hmm. that Dave went over to streaming. I started crackling because I was like, but the same thing could be said for all my children one life to live too when they went online too. But you know, I was just like, okay, this is this. It, again, you need that balance of the drama because again, like I said, once we realized how crazy this woman was, it stopped being cute. Mm-hmm. But then with body and soul, it's like, okay, she's feeding off of that, you know. And we've heard stories in the news how TV shows and movies and stuff can influence somebody's decisions to, well, mm-hmm. harm somebody yep. or, or something. Well, so, let's, yeah. let's take so, a moment okay. to mark the passing of Andrea Evans. God rest Ooh. Tina Lord and all of the wonderful characters that she played. Yes. But she left. She left her iconic role because her friend had been murdered by their stalker, and she was experiencing a highly dangerous stalker. So we we do know that sometimes this stuff bleeds into reality. And we've even had callers on this show in the past who may not have understood exactly where the line of reality ends and the beginning of entertainment begins. Um, I've been at Super Soul events and other events where some fans will, I, I mean, call out, scream at. I have seen drinks thrown at actresses who um, may have stolen somebody else's man. Um, oh, no, I, I, I've heard. Look, I, I'm going to say, I, I'm gonna say this because in the next two weeks, there's, two, there's, uh, there's three major events happening. This week is the General Hospital fan event. They're 60th. Yes. Next week, the following week is the Young and the Russells and Bold and the Beautiful. Let me just say this right now. I better, me personally, me, Candace, hi, how you doing? I think I'm going to speak for everybody here at Take Two Radio and outside of, of Twitter. We better not hear that y'all made an actress cry because you guys cannot separate reality and what's on TV. Yeah, I better not I was going to say, and I better that not hear horrible. anybody following an actor into the bathroom to get their autograph. Oh, boy. Yes. Yes. And yes, yes. that has yes. happened before, okay? That's actually has happened. So, to me, All I right. mean. All right, I'm looking at the yes. time, folks. Before okay. we move along to General Hospital, let's give a kind of crash course to um, our our guest, Vinny, uh, because we're, we're about to, to celebrate – the legacy that is Mr. John Aniston, a.k.a. A.k.a. Birthday. And if you don't know, he is the father of Jennifer Aniston in real life. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's reality on the soap. Um, He has been gone for a while and we are, we are, we are going to be living these, these moments. Candace. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Dave because I like, what you guys are now doing with the new PR because I don't need to know everything six months in advance. I like to find out a week beforehand. So we found Mm -hmm. out, I mean, obviously, you know, Stephen Nichols did kind of leak out. If you follow him, he did kind of say that around next month, they was going to start the tribute to, you know, Victor Kiriakis. We're going to find out what what happens. So um, last week it was announced that John Paul Lavassier is coming back as Philip Kiriakis. I mean, Look, you're going to have to have his son, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut about something else because I heard something. But 
you know, we got um, Louise Sorrell coming back. Um, but it, it's one of those – it's going to get deep next month. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was, was it today or yesterday is John Anderson's birthday. And last week was his anniversary of date. To not say that this, you cannot – when you watch the show, there is a presence you know, that's missing. The one-liners are missing. Because every time I'm looking at the show, I'm just hearing his one-liners. Like, he had the best one-liners. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. And I'm going to say it. I said this in real time. When we found out that John Anderson had passed, about a month later, I said, after you guys, you know, I don't want to say get over it, but when, you know, you have to kind of get back to the norm a little bit, if you already know what you're going to do, you better start calling. You better start calling some people who are able to come back. So like a yeah. Patsy Peeves or, you know, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. say this. I do think Peter Ruffle will be coming back, you know, later this year maybe, um, like a Victoria Collifat, like, you know, certain people to just kind of come by, you know, um, again, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm anticipating this, um, but I'm also getting a little bit emotional because yep. this is going to be the, you know, final goodbye. This is going to be the final goodbye to somebody who was he, iconic, iconic. I mean, point blank period. And that's all I can say about it. But I am, I am looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Yeah, I have not. I mean, I have never been uh, exposed to the Victor Kiriakis character nor John Aniston, other than maybe one scene that I saw. Like, I want to say maybe around Christmas time, um, mm-hmm. or maybe in early February, I should say. Um, but outside of that, you know, I haven't heard. I haven't seen any of his work. So it's going to be. It's going to be nice for me to see just because I want to – I mean, obviously, I know he was beloved on the soap um, and in, you know, in the, in the acting, in the entertainment world, but I do want to see some of those memorable moments and some of the people that he rubbed up with who he was able to give the rub to. Yeah. 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 He, he is. All right. Let's take the shuttle to Port Charles. <laughs> oh wait, wait, real quick, wait, real quick, because I got to do this. I have to do this because it actually ties into Port Charles. So, did we all hear the casting announcement? Did we hear the casting news? No, about no. Dave. Okay, I don't know. So, so real quick, we found out that Harris is going to go to the mental ward. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. This, that casting news. Yes. Yeah. This is what some of us have been waiting for, been asking. We've been begging to soap Jesus if it would possibly happen. Tamara Braun is coming back as Ava on Days of Our Lives. I'm going to tell you this right now. I love Steve Burton, and I love Tamara Braun. This is no shade to Laura Wright. I don't, you know, but the most chem that uh, Jason and Carly kind of had outside the Sarah Joe Brown because Sarah Joe, Joy Brown, you know, girl, I love you. But Tamara and Steve had this thing. I am so looking forward to this. Please, Ron. 
lack something. I need, I need, I need, I need validation. <laughs> I just well, need a thing. supposedly going to be at the same Candace. place. Yes, they are. Candace, I'm going to tell you exactly what we need. We need her to pop up in a gay room with a box in her hand because she got the, the touchy-feelies for him, and when he opens up the box, it is a black leather motorcycle jacket. That's what so, we need. I would, I would die even if they say something about if they make – because, you know, some soaps will do this, especially if it's two characters that was on another show. They will make honorable mentions of their previous characters. So I'm wondering – if, oh, my God, I know what it is. I know it's going to be. They're going to say something about Jake. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Because it's, yes. Yes. Her husband. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Vinny, I swear this is not normal. But, no, but I'm just, like, <laughs> anticipating because it's, it, because here's the thing. Okay, Dave, real quick, and, and I'm going to go to Jake. Here's the thing, Dave, y'all really have to do something quick with Steve Burton. It's, it's good that he came, I mean, here's the thing. The shock was he came over to Beyond Salem, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you had him come over to the mothership. But we still have to figure him out, and you need to flush him out a little bit more. Because yeah. there he's is like a sore thumb. He's, yeah, it's like, it's like a square peg in a round hole. It's, yep. it's sort of like, okay, you, you got him there just for the, hey, we got Steve Burton on our soap, ha, 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 ha. But you need to do something because he's, Bowen Hope is not on the show. Meg is not on the show anymore. So you need to really find his footing in Salem, unless you're going to bring on Charlotte Ross. Yep. And now with that, let's go to General Hospital. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, can we all throw the party that I know we all want to throw? She went home finally. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I don't know why this still surprises me after all of I haven't I won't say how many years in total, but I'll just say since I was three years old. I, I, I cannot believe that it still surprises me that a show can be so good and so bad at the same at the time. same time <laughs> at the same time yep. at, at the same time I'm in love with portions of General Hospital and there are some portions that I am so damn tired of I have wanted. I have tried to. I have found places where I could love, and it has all been ripped away from me. I'm going to start. I'm starting with Portia. Um, with Portia. I have tried to love this character. I truly have. They have turned her in. Okay, they must have decided they took enough backlash about what they've done with Becky, a.k.a. You know who I'm talking about, Nurse yes, Elizabeth. And Nurse now Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. They must have they must have decided they have taken enough backlash over Elizabeth and Nina and now they have transferred all of that over to oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> if one of the beans in the hospital fell on her during one of her rants, I do not think I would even shed a single tear. Oh my god, Anthony. I'm, no, I'm I'm done. I, even then, even then, I, I'm done with the character. I, I can't. I can't. 
I think Portia is really rubbing a lot of people the wrong way at this point. Like, there was def- a definite shift in her character, almost mm-hmm. like we we knew that she was lying about Trina's paternity up until the wedding. You know, we knew that that lie was going to come out. But it seems like after the wedding, she's kind of taking that, taking the, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, but taking that... Uh, Think Almost. about it logically. It's not even after the wedding. It's been yeah. since they got out of the basement. And she yeah. knew Jordan uh-huh. knew her secret, whether or not Jordan was going to remember. I, I, I don't know how long you've been watching, Benny, but David and, and Candace have been along the ride for almost as long as I have. I've been watching for we over remember a when Portia. Oh, okay. Then you remember when oh. she first came on the canvas. This Portia yeah. resembles nothing of the woman that came up into Carly's house and stood head-to-head with Carly over her daughter, Trina. Right. No, it's not the same woman. No. Now, having said that, um, I I do want this storyline to play out in certain ways that I'm going to leave in my head and hope that that we're going to be talking about it in two weeks in a certain way, because I was given a spoiler that I think um, is is, going to rock everything. And if it's true the way that it was mm-hmm. laid out to me, everything is about to turn on its head. And if that's true, I'm, I'm so along for the ride. But I'm, I'm not going to spill any confidences, but I will tell you all about it in two weeks because we'll be in the middle of it at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I was so looking forward to meeting Irene. And then I said to myself, oh, oh you just wasted, I don't know, count up the minutes. What was it, 13 minutes? You don't waste 13 minutes of my life for what? I, I seriously, I I like that part of Curtis's character right there. I like that part of him, but that, those scenes could oh my god, what they could have done with those scenes! I was just like, really, really. Yeah, it, it right, was nobody. really anticlimactic when. When Curtis, you know, when we finally got to meet Curtis's mother, and, you know, it, it's almost like, okay, we, we knew the, the reason for it. He's going to be given the option of whether he wants to die or live. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you would almost think, like, he would ask more questions, you know, so that we, the viewer, could get more backstory. Yeah, or have her whisper something to him right before he wakes up that mm-hmm. causes him to ask some questions. No, yeah. unfortunately, we're going to find stuff out through. Drum roll, please. Mm-hmm. Push up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I hope, he does, I hope this paralysis is not as long as Willow's cancer. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. All right. I'm going to ask my friend Candace because I know she's got an opinion. A triangle between Alexis, Gregory, and Tracy. Come on, girl. Okay. So, Anthony, I don't know if you kn- heard that I took a almost three-week hiatus from General Hospital. Yes, I did. For my, for my, for my sanity. Yes, I did. Yes. And the other day I, I was home and I binged almost Three weeks worth of General Hospital in one sitting. I can't believe you actually did that. I don't know if I could do uh, that. Uh, 
Oh no! I trust me. I'm 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 surprised that I that I didn't make it to three weeks. Um. So here's the thing. <clears throat> General Hospital. You know, we've had our moments on this show where I've almost turned in my divorce papers, but we always gave it another try, didn't we? We always always somehow went to our marriage counselor, and we always we worked it out. Y'all need to stop forcing this because y'all clearly don't know what to do with Gregory. Just let's just let's call it out for what it is. Let's, let's call it out for what it is. The Gregory and Alexis thing. It's not it's not gelling, it's not working. Do I appreciate Gregory and Tracy? Yes and no, because I feel as though it could have been organic instead of me feeling it's like, okay, y'all realize that Gregory and Alexis wasn't working out, so you're going to have Gregory over there with Tracy who's going to find out that he's sick. All right, seen this. I've seen this before. I've seen yep. this before and whatnot. And it's a shame because Gregory Harris, he could have been Jeff Weber. <sighs> Let it go, Ken. Yeah. Let, it go. Let it go, Candace. Let it go, Ken. No, he couldn't have been anybody. He could have been Jeff Weber. Um, but I'm going to let it go because my therapist told me to let it go. It's just it's kind of a shame because I, I'm, I know I'm supposed to feel something. I, I'm supposed to feel something. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I just call me. Call, call me. It's, again, you have Nancy Lee Grant, Emmy Award winner. Mm-hmm. You have Gregory, Trevor John, Falcon Crest, Harrison. You have the mm. iconic Emmy Award winner who co-wrote some of Loving Murders, who was my carry on Don Light, Jane Elliott on this. Mm-hmm. And they can sell it, but I'm sadly not going to buy it. <laughs> and that's my issue. I, I can't, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's a source. Yeah, you it's know a what, source, I can Bob. basically say ditto. All right, let's move along to the Davis girls. Okay, I'm going to take the lead on this one first and say I am loving Christina. Uh, I am loving Kate as Christina. I'm loving Mm -hmm. the embodiment. She obviously went back and studied Lexi, and she decided, okay, how do I adult the behaviors that Lexi brought to the character? I'm loving Christina. The revolving door of Molly has mm-hmm. turned that character into something I don't recognize again as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the storyline is interesting, except for Molly. That's the part that sucks. Excuse my language. Because it's but, a revolving door, and it's hard to get involved. Mm-hmm. I, I, you well, know, apparently I this is the last it, one. This is a permanent recast. Yeah, this was the permanent one. This is the one that they yeah, had because I, the other one, yeah, was just there temporary because that's when the accident, the first one happened. And then this yeah. one is the permanent one. And, yeah, go ahead, Anthony, because then after that, if I, if I may, I, I, I definitely, I've been itching all night to talk about this. So go ahead, Anthony. Okay. So in this, i got to go to the oldest Davis sister. That's mm-hmm. what happened. Did they give you a lobotomy off screen? I, I, you know, I'm glad that in the end, and it wasn't a very long run in the first place, I'm glad that in the end Sam and Carly came to, but no, honey. 
No, that was the time to let Sam's tongue fly. Then not 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 yeah. three days later, she is up there oh. with Molly, and, and I'm like, who is this Samantha? I don't know this chick either. Is Dante slipping you something? What is going on? I know. Once so, upon a time, Sam used to let loose on Carly. I don't know what happened to those times. He's her. He's her. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I have that video. You know, miss that so, one. So, you know, I'm at the point where, you know, the storyline could be really good, except where they brought us to so far, it's almost like, ew, just go away. And then there's the breakout. I'm loving TJ in all this. I'm oh, loving yeah. TJ in all of this. All right, now I know Kansas is itching, so go ahead, honey. Okay. Samantha, 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 what have they done to you is my question, too. Because you was, because let me tell y'all something. I was right there with all of y'all who said the same thing. Drew is sacrificing his daughter for Carly. And mm-hmm. I said, so nobody's going to call this out. I said, nobody. When Sam said to Drew, you're her father, this is nonsense. I was like, I've been looking for you, Sam. Where you been at, girl? Where you been at? Yep. Where's my, where's my I thought it was going to be on. But, but then it was like, well, I understand, Carly. I'm like, you know what it is? Sam has split personality disorder, y'all. That's what that's what it is because <laughs> you know because Ratchet Sam was what, who we saw when she gave Drew that lashing, and this was Samantha, you know the fair maiden that Spinelli talks about, who was mm. calm and cool and together and everything else like that. I don't know her. I don't like her. I need her to go. This whole TJ Christina Molly surrogacy storyline. Okay, let me break this down. We all saw this three months prior to Lexi leaving because Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, and I get it, you know, because I heard everybody say, well, she must have been thinking about a a baby, but I would have loved to have seen it on screen before I saw this because here's the problem. This is is one of the ten reasons why I can't get behind the storyline. I have not seen Molly and TJ, no pun intended, forever in a day, Okay. You literally have thrown, like, you sprinkle TJ on a Tuesday, Thursday, and a, maybe a Friday, a Molly, a Monday, and every other Thursday. I couldn't get behind this. General right. Hospital, you do not know what to do with Christina. Just, just call it out for what it is, because for her to be Sonny and Alexa's daughter, she should have more screen time and more presence than just what it is. Her wanting to be a surrogate, I'm just like, okay, I need some more explanation on that. Now, here's the thing. Wait, I'm going to disagree with you there, Candace. That Mm -hmm. part of it, I think they're writing perfectly. It is in her nature to to jump on a snap idea and suddenly this is the thing that's going to bring her back to. But, but Anthony, you still kind of, but when you want to see, like, okay, a build up to it instead of just, uh, okay, I just jump in. Like, again, I wanted to see a build-up with Molly and TJ, TJ, maybe with a little bit of Alexis and Sam, but, right. but uh, Christina making the snap decision, that, that is very much in character. That doesn't surprise but, me I at mean, all. But, I think, but, it, but it goes against the something else that I'm going to say. Kate 
dancing, you're doing an okay job. And I'm saying okay because I feel as though this is this is Kate. This is Kate being Kate but trying to be Christina, okay? Here's where the problem is. GH, we would have felt more emotions and stuff if it was with Lexi and Haley. Because we actually yeah. have seen these women grow up on the oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we've seen these little girls grow up into teenagers to grow up into doing this storyline. We would have actually felt more of a connection, but because of outside situations, we have now we're on, you know, we've, we've been through a recast of, of um, Christina that we're still getting to know. We need to know her energy. You know, they played it off, of course, you know, they had her with the date with Kelly Monaco and Nancy Lee Gron and with Maurice Bernard to see if what, where she has the chemistry, which, which person that she had the chemistry with. But what hurt it is, and look, side note, people, please understand that Haley needs to get some help. Mm-hmm. General Hospital is in the rearview mirror for her. She needs to worry about herself and get herself together mm-hmm. before coming yeah. back to, to right. a show. And if General Hospital, if you're listening, you know what you have to do too, okay? So you have two recasts, and again, you have them into this storyline that is supposed to be a real, you know, it's a touchy subject because this is what happens to a lot of women and to a lot of couples. But the thing is, is that, again, we have not connected to neither Molly because, well, <laughs> we have Molly number one, and now we have Molly number two, who was 39 years old, right? But um, we have not connected. So I feel as though General Hospital and, and side note, tomorrow starts, because today was the final episode of The Writers. Yeah. Tomorrow is the right, mm-hmm. right material, and we do not know now. Originally, they said it was going to be Matthew Sand, but it might be Gary Tomlin. If that happens, yeah, be on the lookout for that storyline. But again, we're not connected because it's Molly. You in danger, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. You might be like Tess, Beth, Justin West. Um, but the thing is, mm. is that. It's, it's so much. It, it's sad that it happened during this 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 period of time for the storyline for all these changes. It is. But I will say that yes, the breakout has been TJ. We've actually seen TJ more as a doctor. But again, right. here's where the problem is: we have not seen TJ and the three Mollies as much as we should to really connect to the storyline, and that's the problem. So. I feel as though this is where, I don't know, Gary or Matthew, I don't know. I'm just saying it. Maybe y'all need to put a pause on the storyline and then maybe six months down the line revisit it because at least we'll get more of a feel for Kate's version of Christina as well as Molly. I can't think of the young lady's name. I'm so sorry. But Brooke you know what I'm Okay, Brooke and Smith. Hey, girl. Um. But we need to feel a connection to these two recasts before you give yes. us this serious, heavy material, you know. Well, um, you're, you're sooner than right. later. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, and, too. 
you didn't learn your lesson with Willow's cancer and the way you rolled it out to us and you left out all the important moments and certain details, et cetera, et cetera, you haven't learned your lesson. The next time you want to take a storyline like this, you have got to give us the beat first. You have got to have us invested. Right now, we're not invested because, as Candace just said, we only saw Molly in the last year probably six times. We saw more mm-hmm. of TJ and Willow, and if they had decided to, even though they weren't having the affair at the time, press them into an affair because of the surrounding circumstances, yeah. that would have been 100% more believable than where we is right now. And imagine had Willow actually, oops, uh-oh, got pregnant, and Molly and TJ were trying to start their family much more impactful. Well, go back oh, absolutely. To, well, well, here's oh, yeah. the thing. But even go back to when, you know, Molly, quote, unquote, slept with Brando. Yeah. We forget about that, right? I know. Yep. I try to forget yep. about that. Like, you could have had an oopsie baby right there. or mm-hmm. Because I feel like, so, see, General Hospital, that's the problem. And in the last couple of episodes, <laughs> I've had a real issue of how you've been dropping the ball left and right. And it's to the point where it's like, I feel, for me, the, the whole sum, and, and Vinny, I'm going to definitely get your, your take on this, I feel really disappointed as a fan of General Hospital who's been there for, am I going on 30-something years too? 30-something years. And for it to be your 60th anniversary, your 60th anniversary, and you presented mm-hmm. me this, I feel, as a fan of the show, I feel like you literally – just like today, that nanny slapped the mess out of Ava. That's how I feel that you guys did me. I feel as though you slapped me in my face and says you can take your loyalty and go somewhere. And I don't want the show to be canceled. I don't want to, you know, be a Debbie Downer. But General Hospital, this if, if you value any kind of sense, this is a story that does have great possibilities. This could be that story like how Lucy was a surrogate to Dominique without, you yeah. know, Molly dying. Ashley, mm-hmm. do that. Like, uh, and by the way, G.H., I have a bone to pick with you. Little Debbie's? No. Maxie. Maxie was great. Thank you, girl. She was a freaking surrogate to Lulu. Okay. So I don't know, Dan, Chris, I don't know if it was you that did it, but y'all need to do your research. But, again, see, this is where somebody needs to talk, like, bring in Maxie, because I don't know what the heck y'all did to Maxie. I don't understand this. I don't get it. I need I need y'all to be better by that girl. But, you see, if you want to have Christina jump into the fire, right, this is where she goes to, and, I, and see, this is what I'm going to say. Just shelve it for a minute. Because I want to see a scene with Christina and Lucy and Christina and Maxie. Because Lucy and does Christina know. And Dante. And, well, mostly, oh. but mostly I want the women. Because Lucy will tell Christina. And you know how Lucy would do it. She would be like, well, <laughs> yep. you, know, you know, like she'll try to make it comable, but then you Because re- I don't think anybody's really asked Lucy since it happened. How did she feel? about it, you know, and hey, G.H., this is a way to nod your hat to Serena Baldwin, 
because Lucy loved that girl. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, y'all need to shelf, just hold off on the story until you get us used to the recast, because that is a key factor in the storyline. Well, there All was right, a let's scene. let's slide for a minute. Well, well let me Vinny, Vinny say real quick. Go ahead, Vinny. Well, Go ahead. I, I, there, there was a scene, I think it was on Friday's episode, where um, where Christina was talking, they were at Kelly's, and Maxie came in. And Christina did ask Maxie for some advice about being a surrogate. Uh, and then they said, Maxie why are you asking her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is yep. not the time or the place to talk about it. So, I mean, they kind of see it, but, you know, I think Maxie could also give, you know, they didn't follow through. And I think Maxie could give Christina that, that side of like, well, I was supposed to be a surrogate for, for Lulu and Dante, but I lost the baby and ended up getting pregnant by Spinelli. Um, so, I mean, she does, you know, Christina does have to get the research and get the advice from other people, but it, I agree that her being impulsive is part of her character. Um, she's, she, and I think that Kate Manzi is playing it a lot more, a lot more erratic than Lexi Ainsworth did. To the point mm-hmm. where I even made a comment on Twitter last week or the week before, uh, last week during one of the episodes is that she's she's like a bull in a china shop. That's how it is. She just comes right in and just says her piece and regardless of what anybody else feels, and then deals with the consequences later. Mm. I I am enjoying the... Go ahead. Go ahead, then. We got a couple more beats of General Hospital, and I'm looking at the time, so let's just tackle Jackson Montgomery real quick. Um, That was one of the parts that I thought, that's one of the spaces where I thought that they did quite well. Love the old-timey caper feel to it. Love the consequence structure to it. Um, hope that all of this press that, that has been given around it, you know, and g- gives them the opportunity to invite him back. Um, I mm-hmm. definitely felt a little bit of chemistry there between Mr. Montgomery and Ms. Go. Um, mm-hmm. So I would not mind Jackson rolling back into town. Thank you so much for giving me the one thing that I asked you for, Frank, and the writing team. Thank you for working Anna in somehow, because if it all would have went down and, and there had been no interaction, I would have been very, very upset. Um, thought that well, that was Anna's the only character that's been on all three shows. About all three of ABC soaps. So, I mean, it's just natural that she should have been part of that storyline. Candace? Okay, so... <clears throat> If Walt really hears this, first of all, Walt, I don't have a cold anymore. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know I'm so heated about that. Listen, I'm joking, Walt. Anytime you want to come back on Take Two, you can. Okay, so I was really nervous about this. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I was nervous because <clears throat> General Hospital is already bloated enough with a lot of characters and open-end story arcs and they, it's just like they do certain things to kind of distract you from this storyline and be like, hey, we're doing this. So let me just say this. Michael E. Knight has been on this show for, what, going on two years, three years, right? Okay. Yeah. Other than making him Lord's half-brother, what have they done with this character, right? 
They paired him up with Lucy. Everybody loves right. Lucy. We all love Lucy. I love Lucy. You love Lucy. We all did. But this to me was like, okay, y'all should have did this a year ago and not now. I feel as though, again, to distract me from the other stuff that's not popping, not going well, you do this. And, yes, I love the fact that Jackson Montgomery, you know, is representing Pine Valley. I, I like that. And it was nice that, yeah, they did say something about Anna because I was like everybody else. I was like, now, if they don't acknowledge this, we got a problem. But then I thought that they were going to do, you know, the tongue-in-cheek. They were going to have Jack, because at first I thought Jackson was coming to Port Charles, and I was like, why she cross paths with Valentine? Because, again, everybody mm-hmm. who was on All My Children, like Maurice Bernard and, you know, stuff like that. So the fact that, you know, they went to Pine Valley, it was okay. Now, I kept thinking to myself, are we going to get an update about life in Pine Valley 2023, right? So we know mm-hmm. him and Erica still not together. And it, it, it didn't break my heart, by the way. Sorry, I do like Jackson and Erica. Let me clarify this, but not every couple has to be together. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my heart, yeah. I'm like, dang, they should be together. But they're always going to be together, regardless, right? So <clears throat> I like the nod of all my children, but this is what I will say, because I was 50-50 on this. I know that ABC has been known to do this where they have the crossovers and everything. That's what made that's what made ABC legends of the crossovers. Yep. But right hindsight, coming. But hindsight, right the problem that I had was, okay, GH, you do this, and you know that fans are going to want more. And, yeah, you can invite Walt Willie back, but I'd rather have all my children back on my screen. I'd rather have... All my, and that's what, like, in all honesty, I was like, okay, you're investigating Martin and his ex-wife who has ties in, Porch, in Pine Valley. And I was like, okay, so who from Pine Valley are they going to bring up, you know, who's coming back to, you know, come over, you know, from all my children to, you know, General Hospital, right? Right. And so I, I acknowledge what they were doing. I give them credit for it. But, again, you can't. It's, it's it's a different feel for me right now because I was like, yeah, okay, again, it was a it was a cameo, I get that, but again, it left me missing all my children. Again, okay, it's like, let okay, me jump in here right now yeah. because if mm-hmm. this was laying the groundwork, everybody keeps saying, oh, Katie McLean is going to show up on our screens. Okay. <laughs> I I love me some Katie. I do. I do, I do, but with the way they have built Martin's third ex-wife, it ain't Katie. Come on now, Frank. Put your, put your, put your detective skills to work and go find – no, it's not Erica either. Nope. Go, find your, go find you some Marcy Walker and build yeah. a character that Marcy was born to play opposite Michael – as 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 whatever southern accent he's now, got going on now. now, you notice it's faded a lot. <laughs> y'all y'all notice that it has faded. Oh, now, Anthony, what about now, Anthony? Oh, go ahead. Real real quick. Mm-hmm. Now you know I love some Marcy Walker, and she's doing the Lord's work. Amen. But you gotta dig deep. Come on now, 
Come on, Vinny, all you guys that are listening, come on, let's dig deep. Let's really put our thinking caps. I'm going to be the teacher right now. Everybody put on your thinking cap. And let's Jenny. travel to, imag- to imagination land. Who do you think they're going to get to come on as Martin's third wife? Let's go. Come on, Anthony. Come on, Anthony. You can do it. I'll give you a gold sticker if you get it right. Come on, Anthony. Pull, baby. Pull. Pull from the history. Oh, honey, please don't tell me you're in that Jill Lawson camp. Nope, nope, nope. Come about, on. Okay. Come on. How about Jamie Lunar, who played Liza, the nope. last Liza? Come, come. Now, David, now do you need to go into the corner and have a thinking moment? Jenny. Nope. We already Jenny. had the lady. We had Kim Delaney already on we the show. We had Kim Delaney already. That's true. Remember? That's true. What a, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. She was, uh, yeah. Yeah, she was, she she was um, Jackie. She was Jackie. Yeah. I mean, Lord. Lord, tell, Jackie, tell us. Jenny. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Oh, come on, Vinny. Come on, Vinny. Well, Vinny, well, Vinny did watch. So, Vinny did watch All My Children, right? I did. Yeah, I, I only got into All My Children at the very end. So I really yeah, couldn't. Yeah, very end. Vinny can still participate because he watched it towards the end. Okay, come on, y'all. Come yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Roll the dice. Yeah, Brooke. Shake it. No. Really? Y'all are really disappointing me. Liza, right Brooke, I'm trying to think. Dixie. Who, Candace? Bobby Eakes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God, yes. Macy. Oh. Ooh, ooh, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Crystal. And I could even name her Crystal, too. Mm-hmm. If she is a wife in Pine Valley who's sending money from Pine Valley, we have not, keep in mind, Crystal does have some money. We yeah. have not, no, we do not it. know what's been going on with Crystal since Pine Valley ended. So to be really cute, Gh, I bet because look, if Susan Lucia come on General Hospital, you better promote the heck out of it for a whole two weeks that she's coming on General Hospital for longer than two days. Because first of all, you can't do that to Susan Lucci. You can't just have her on for one day or two days. No, you, you need a month. Uh-uh. You need a month. Okay. Yeah, it would be cute if Katie McClain came on and then her and John Lindstrom crossed paths, too. That would be so cute. Oh, the feels. And her remora, too. Oh, yeah. But you know they're going you know to play the asphalt turn beat, too. But anyway, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. You're not going to get Lindsay Hartley because Lindsay was already a recast fam. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to get... Uh, Jamie, I mean, if you get Jamie Lewis, I'd rather for her to be Scott Chandler. Thank you. Me so too. Bobby Go ahead, girl. Eakes, so Bobby Eakes is my pick for who they're going to bring on as Martin's third wife. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be shocked. But if I'm right, I want Mark Tesla's job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my question to you three then is Martin's ex- Tracy's partner. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they I needed mean, okay, somebody so, in Fort Charles to to uh, infiltrate deception to get those secrets out, which is why Tracy had Brooklyn doing it. And see, I'm hoping for a bigger a bigger umbrella than this. 
I'm hoping that actually there's a player out there that we don't know about that is playing Tracy on one end or playing with Tracy on one end, playing with Selena Wu on the other end, and has, you know, that global kind of influence, a little bit in the WSB, a little bit on the, you know, formerly DBX, et cetera, et cetera, and can pull all of these dangling storylines that could be related at some point together and wrap them all up in a tidy bow. That's what I'm kind of hoping for because, you know, looking at the canvas and where they're going with Selena, they have red herring dust, misled us. You know, they had, like Candace was just saying, the whole thing with slipping Victor the Mickey, what point did that serve? You must have changed storyline direction at some point in all that. Otherwise, why bother wasting our time with that? Um, they're constantly throwing out these loops. Mason, there are so many dangling storylines that could all be wrapped up with a powerhouse person behind the scenes that we don't know about yet. And God, what awful. Please don't make it Cyrus Renault. I do enjoy him. I do. I enjoy him as a baddie. I enjoy him as a reformed wannabe baddie, whatever he is now. But don't make him the criminal mastermind. If you're going to do it, do it right. Bring somebody powerhouse in and shake everything up. Candace? Well, they okay. need to. Sorry, not to so, cut you off, Candace, but they, they need to bring somebody in as a powerhouse for the, for this the, for this story because because of how badly the storyline ended. That's that's mm-hmm. yep. you know they need to make up for the fact that the hook storyline ended very badly. It it started yep. out good. It started out with you know people dying, a great thing, and then it comes out as Heather Weber, and it was like a fart in church. It oh. did not go over well. It just, you know, it's like yeah. of all the people, they could have either introduced a new character or a twist, you know. And I have, I actually have uh, a thought on Curtis's shooting, who the shooter could be, which might be a really good uh, possibility, but that's another storyline. Uh, yeah. Now bring it, bring I, it I up. Do, Let's hear it. Well, I, my, my thought process is we've seen, so we've seen that Tagger has, been drinking and I brought this up in the chat room of the uh, 10th floor podcast Ooh. yesterday um, but we've seen that we've seen this the scenes of Taggart starting drinking ever since he came out of the Curtis of Trina's father you know he's got connections to the WSB we know the gun was a WSB gun what if it was Taggart that went off the deep end and actually was aiming for Curtis mm. <clears throat> Oh, I like that twist. I mean, it would give it. Ray Al Andrews something, something big to sink his teeth into, and we would see him more, yeah. hopefully. Um, but I think that would give, a, give it a good twist, especially with him being asked to be the police commissioner. Yep. See, my only problem with that is I feel as though with General Hospital, and let me just preface this, I don't know what Matthew or Gary would do with this. But I'm going to go by if Dan and Chris and them was doing it. They would ruin Taggart. And that's just my problem. There are certain characters on this show they have ruined for me. To the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, I need a serial killer, ASAP, a real one, to get rid of some of these characters because I feel as though you really ruined it. Now, flip side. Do I think whoever shot Curtis is working for Mrs. Wu or somebody? or who the connector is, heck to the yeah. 
And this is where General Hospital, I want to be the head writer of the show because I gave you mm-hmm. a lot of thought. Okay. Now, <laughs> like I said, Bobby Eakes is Martin's ex-wife, Tiffany. I don't know. Crystal Tiffany. I don't know. Maybe give her, you know what? Crystal Alexis character. There you go, folks. Okay. I know y'all can't use that no that name, but if y'all could, kind of like we'll be kind of cute. Here's the thing: I do hope that whoever it is is somebody separate. The person that I mm-hmm. want, General Hospital. You realize you are celebrating 60 years, right? This is where I need you to really look. Dan and Chris go on YouTube. Ask Frank to go on Wikipedia. Ask Nathan Varney to also go on Wikipedia, YouTube, or ask some of us. Somebody who is big and bad, and keep in mind, Tracy is a mob boss herself. Corner, mm-hmm. New York, just saying. Yep. The person that I want to be the connected to all of this is two people. One, the gorgeous blonde bombshell herself, Faith Roscoe. Did you Hell yes. Hell she yes. dead, y'all. She alive. Okay, my second person, I've made a mention of this character earlier tonight. I understand this, the actress has been living it up the farm life like Green Acres, but I need to see my guy, Chandler, Quarterman Althazar, back on my screen. Yeah. Because I can see, yeah. I've already, already had to, this, see, this is where Candace's mind sometimes goes. I can see Tracy getting a phone call. Meet me on the docks, it says. She goes to the docks, and in Tracy format, she says, well, it took you long enough. I don't want to be out here. All of a sudden, you Mm -hmm. see a pair of black pumps or something like that, or red, Mm -hmm. walk up, and then we see, well, it took you long enough to get here. All of a sudden, you see the famous red hair, and it pans, and we see Robin Christopher back on General Hospital, ABC weekdays, Hulu on the weekdays. Like, to me, you need somebody who has connected, because here's the thing. Once she got with Alcazar, she became Lady Boss. To me, God would have that connector. Like, she would be connected. And you know Tracy and her, even though they didn't see eye to eye, they did respect each other on some level. They never liked, but they did have some kind of respect towards each other. And you would think because Tracy is kind of, you know, in a position. And Sky was one of Luke's favorites. Don't forget. Right. Yeah. And so now Tracy mm-hmm. would have softened. You know, uh-huh. And keep in mind, like, Sky and Tracy were similar in certain areas. So yep. I think it would be interesting. See, this is where General House, this is where come on, the creative juices are flowing, is that, you keep those two storylines separate. Who shot Curtis? I really, me personally, I don't want it to be Tadra, but I want it to be somebody. You know who I think it was? Probably Zeke. Probably Zeke. Zeke was there. Or Dr. Montague. Or Dr. Montague, and they're going to have some wild reason why he was shooting him for, yeah, no. Uh-huh. All right. For sake of time, we gotta go on because we got much weeks. more with General Hospital in two weeks. Let's go on over mm-hmm. to the bold and the beautiful. No, and I'm you... just going to it. I told you so. I told you so. You in for so. the rest of the I ride, Danny? So. Um, I mean, I'll listen in. I mean, I don't know anything about Bold and Beautiful or Young and the Restless, so I mean, I'll, I'll listen in. But I, I would probably tap out because I don't have anything to add to it. So I'll definitely listen. 
Well, then, let me just say thank you. You you are welcome on uh, KQ Radio Soaps whenever you'd like to join us. You were definitely a great addition tonight. Um, well, thank you. Right. I appreciate I that. I told you so. David, you have not spoken much, so and I know how much you love Bo, so why don't you fill the folks in who might not have watched where we happen to be right now? And I just have to say this. I'm going to say it. I have seen the rumors. I have paid attention to what y'all are all saying. If they do decide to put Liam in a coma or kill him off so that the 60th anniversary of uh, General Hospital can have a reunition of uh, <laughs> of the brothers and Tracy's son that nobody ever mentions, I won't be mad at you. Um, I'd rather you put him in a coma and not kill him, but that's just me. Uh, David, catch the folks up. Where we at? We are at the point where Hope decided to sleep with Thomas and put the blame on Liam. Mm. Um, I was mm. at So Party last night, Candace, and I was listening to most of it, and Carrie was singing my tune, so I'm sort of in full agreement with her. I I am on Liam's side for this because I don't think she had a right to put that judgment on him after that fact. I mean, if she hadn't... I mean, he has been good to her through this. He didn't cheat on her. Uh, and I don't like I'm not liking this part. I am very sensitive. I'm very sensitive about it because I still see it as her being acceptive to her abuser. That's how I see it. Candace? I agree with you. And see, this is, okay, this is where... You, okay, let me just say this. Vote has been that soap where if you're in one lane, you can also switch lanes. It's fine. For the majority of us, it is uncomfortable the fact that Hope is with Thomas considering all the stuff that Thomas has put her through. And, yes, Hope put Thomas through. But I understand I'm sorry, Bode. though. You also have to lay in all that he put his own son through. Right, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying as far as I'm not putting duck like when I say like hope and Thomas because here's the thing. Thomas kept that secret about about the baby. And yep. I'm going to do this because I saw a lot of people saying, Well, you know, you can't base it off of Matthew's version of Thomas. You're right, I can't. So I'm gonna go through the whole history of Thomas. Thomas has set a house on fire. Thomas has pushed people. Thomas has done A, B, C, D, F, G. Shall I continue? Okay? So we're going to do that. Let's do the whole thing. He slept with her mama. He slept with her mama. I mean, yeah. But here's the thing, too. With Hope, and let me just say this. Anika Noel, you better put your name in for the Emmys next year, too, because I've definitely seen a growth in you as well. Hope has always been cuddled. Let me explain this. I always said that Brooke, Bridge, and Taylor, y'all all had kids who grew up 
and was a part of y'all dramas. How y'all lives was going to affect these young adults was going to be something else. You take out Rick and Bridget because they're not there. But we already know the damage that you guys have done to Rick and Bridget. But when you look at Steffi and you look at Thomas and you look at Hope, they've all been exploited to this. They've been exposed to the toxic. Hope, however, is like Taylor. I've always said this comparison. Brooke is Steffi. Steffi is Brooke. Hope is Ridge. Taylor is Hope and Hope is Taylor. Because they yep. are the sim- they are similar. Yes, Taylor does take some ownership, but with Hope, my whole thing was this: is that I needed I needed the writers at the time because they're they're already on their you know writer strike material since July seventh. I needed to act, to get an explanation of why Hope is 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 acting this way, and I get it. The temptation is real. But at the same time, you know this is dead wrong. And I love the fact that she did play the conflict, you know, like, okay, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I doing this? I don't get why I'm doing this. You have Thomas who, guess what, y'all? He is not getting his hands dirty because he is kind of concerned about this. Even though this is what he's wanted, trust and believe. But at the same time, he doesn't know how to react to this. He's just in it for the ride. He's like, I finally got it. I finally got some hope. Hope took, hope took control of the situation. And that's probably what it is, is that hope never felt in control of her life. She's kind of also said it. But what I did not like is, hope you're still not taking accountability for it. You, this would trip me out. Let me just do it. This would trip me out. Okay, you got Liam, right? He's already kissed Steffi two times because he's hurt. But again, karma. Karma is a curse and a blessing, Liam. This is your karma. But at the same time, I was with you when you kept saying to Hope, what does Thomas have to do to you to get you to see what we're seeing? Thomas is very unstable. You don't know when he's going to turn. Okay. With Thomas right now, he hasn't done anything. So I can't I can't say that, right? Okay. But then, Hope, you said something that when I when I heard this, I was like, yo, this is getting serious. You're you're saying the reason that you hopped on Thomas's magic stick. We're a family show, so I said magic stick. Um, is because of Steffi being always involved in you and Liam's life. Girl, 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 I said this last night. I went on a rant. Girl, Steffi has been a part of your life now for over almost 30 years now. Whether it's been your stepsister, your cousin, your friend, your boss, whatnot, she's been in your orbit since y'all was little kids, okay? She dated your brother. Wait. Yeah, brother, and everything else like that. She has been a constant in your life. And yes, Hope, you and Steffi have something in common. You both are the mothers of Liam's baby. So, yeah, Steffi's always going to be in your orbit, just like Steffi has an issue with you being in her orbit, too. 
There's nothing you can do about it. But for you to go ahead and say the reason that you hopped on Thomas's joystick, we're a family show again, I'll tell you, is because of Liam and Sassy. Sit somewhere and take ownership. You weren't happy. You were not fulfilled. You feel as though you played the good girl so long that it was time for you to break out and be rebunctious, be, you know, just jump into the fire. But you are still not taking, you're not taking accountability for what you did. You are the one that also went to and got the divorce papers before Liam did, which surprised Liam. But this is what you want, Hope. This is what you want. Now, let me drag this other girl over here who's all smiling because Thomas and Hope was kissing and holding hands. Sassy, girl, I don't know what you're smiling about because I told you this once, I told you this twice. You should have told your husband that Liam kissed you. Yes, you told yep. Liam you had, you had some boundaries. But this was more for you to hear it out your mouth towards what you needed to say inside your head. Because I've been down this road before with you. You say this whole Shira, Beyonce speech, I am woman, I am a mother, I am a married woman. But the first time, you didn't push him. You didn't tell Finn. The second time, you kind of melted a yep. little bit. You smiling yep. on the side like hope is ooh, yep. hope busted up the marriage and everything. Again, Steffi, I know you feel as though this is your karma because you feel as though, like, Hope busted up you and Liam's marriage. And, yes, folks, let me preface this. Hope and Liam was, was, was hunched over and everything while Liam and Steffi was married. So please don't say that Hope is always innocent because, no, she's not. The thing is, is that, Steffi, you're so focused on that, you need to talk to your husband who clearly has said, and I quote, if I was if 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 something like that was to happen to me, I would be upset too. I would be upset if my wife had kept a secret about about having sex with somebody or kissing somebody. And you already know, Stephanie, how Finn feels about you and Liam. So again, Stephanie, yep. why are you over there acting like ooh, like nothing? Finally, I will say this, Scott Clifton. You're showing why you are the lead actor of that show because I'm buying that. Even though, like I said, yep. I'm not agreeing with what you did or how it happened, but you're hurt. You're hurt, and now you understand. But I will say with this storyline, it's very interesting because, believe it or not, y'all, I like Hope. I like Liam. I like Steffi. But I can call out these characters for being trash. And that's all I got to say. I'm just going to add one more piece to that puzzle. I like how you brought the whole destruction of their, you know, childhood and how they had to live through it all. They were siblings, then they weren't siblings. They're always going to, you know, the whole progression of it all. Here's the thing. We called this a month ago on this show, and that's the piece. If this, I'm I'm along for the ride. I'm enjoying it so far. I don't like, I'm enjoying that I don't like it. I'm enjoying that I'm uncomfortable. But it's, you cannot, I'm going to repeat this. I said it a month ago, and I'm going to repeat it again. You cannot get her out of this as a damsel in distress. There has got to be some come to Jesus at this point. 
Amen. It has to be. All right. I think uh, there's really not much else going on on B&B. Anybody need to shout anything oh, else Sheila. out before we go? Oh, Sheila. Do you want, oh, Sheila. Do you want Finn to clean Liam's clock? Yes. No. No, I don't. I, I want them I to didn't... have a confrontation, but I, I, I don't think they're both, honestly, really, they're both secondary. And I don't want anyone cleaning Thomas's clock either, quite honestly. How can I say I don't like the fact that Liam feels he has to step in now. But you you realize that's late. I want to trust Finn at this point, even though we saw that point where he was hugging Sheila back. And that's... But, see, this is what's interesting. And then we can go to Young after this. Yeah. Right now with Finn, because I said, see, again, in my head, I said this to Stassi. You over there worried about Hope and Thomas and Liam. You need to start worrying about your marriage worrying and about your, your family. Man. Because yeah. the thing is, is that, again, Finn already has issues with you and Liam, which makes him very vulnerable. And who loves to be the one to play on that is Mama Dearest herself, Sheila. Sheila. Now, yes, Lee should be there, too, because Lee doesn't like Steffi and Liam either. But, you know, for for the dramatic purpose, we got Sheila. She'll be on. Finn I is, think oh, she's due on this week. Yeah. Um, but with Finn, going back to when Steffi told him that he could not have any kind of connections to Sheila. And see, Safi, here's where you messed up at. Because of your lying, Finn is going to have some, like, again, it's human nature to have some kind she of She gave Sheila the ammunition is basically right. what you mean. Because yep. the thing is, is that we always, I've always said this about Finn. We don't know how much of Sheila's DNA really runs in his system. Yes, he was raised by Jack and Lee. Yes, I get that. But deep down inside, we do not know the darkness. We've seen it. Let me preface that. We've seen a little bit of Finn's darkness when he beat up Vinny about the blood, the DNA. So to me, don't think this is out of sight, out of mind, me talking. But we really don't know how far Finn can go. And the fact that if Sheila finds out any type of info or see any type of thing, so she's free now, this is going to be very interesting to see how Finn handles everything. And I don't think they're going to ruin him. I really don't. It's just they need to add some layers to Finn. And this is one of the big layers that they need to really fill in. Steffi, I see, I try to tell you, girl, you need to listen to me, Steffi. I know what I'm talking about, but you don't want to listen. Whatever. It's true. So. Okay. All right, Candace, you might as well stay right on that soapbox because I know you got something to say about the young and the restless, mm-hmm. honey. Yes, it is. Go ahead, Candace. Yes. I would like to formally say young and the restless is the, by far the best soap right now. Yay! Oh, and this is happy. Here's the thing. I'm happy too. Yes. This is this is a 
let me do this. Josh, don't disappoint me starting tomorrow. Don't disappoint me starting tomorrow. Here's what you did. Young Russell, this is what you did. You improved a lot in the last year, last year. The half the, the last half of the year you really improved. I was worried that the 50th, because, again, Josh, what you did today is doing that 50th. Woo, child, okay? But I remember you was also over there at One Life to Live for their 25th anniversary, and I really enjoyed that. So with this, what I like about the Young and the Rustlers right now is this is family. It's all family-oriented. We got the companies. We got takeovers. We got, we got things happening that we didn't think we would see, okay? So let me just say yeah. this. Audra is my character of the year. Oh, yeah. I love Definitely. her. When I say I love, love her, her I literally have a girl crush on her. I like the fact that this is a character who, sorry, guys, is like a guy. She is being a guy in this because, again, she's, she's a player. using, yeah, she's a, she's a smart business player who knows how to work her sexuality because, again, is she a gold digger? I can't say that. Yep. What I do know is what I do know is she knows how to have a backup for a backup for a backup. Because again, starting with Noah, Tucker. Tucker was a backup to Noah, right? Okay. We yeah. got Tucker and then we got her evolving her she got her eyes set on Nate and to um Kyle. She got Nate. Her and Nate are working together. But she knows that this could probably fall through, so guess who she hooked up with? Kyle. But you notice she also got she's up her and Adam. Okay, I'm just saying. I like this dynamic of her being a vixen, but she's a smart vixen. And I like the fact that she is she is giving Summer a little bit of heat, which I've always wanted for Summer. I've always wanted Summer to have somebody like a rival. You know, yeah, it could have worked with Lola. It really could have. But they kind of ruined Lola by the purse situation. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Audra has caused kind of a, like, a little, she's like a little hurricane. Because she added some major drama to Kyle and Summer. Even though, Kyle, you ain't off the hook yet. I'm going to get to you in a minute. But also, the fact that Victor Newman is phased on on her. Like, Victor got her number. Yep. Her and Nate being these little sneakers and power players and stuff like that, and then you got her and Lily. I like this. I, it's just giving. I me like, like that oh, a lot. Right, a lot because here's the thing. I feel as though Summer Audra is what Sally should have been, but because you know, you again, you go back to the drawing board, you start again. So I will say this: Audra reminds me a little bit of Sally a little bit of Jill, a little bit of Justin in my life, yep. um, a little bit of Tara for what she should have been, and a little bit of Mia. What's a little mm-hmm. bit of Lola? Yes. A little so bit of Mia. Right, because to me, she doesn't take, she doesn't seem like she backs down because the best scene for me was like just her kind of rubbing it in a little bit to Summer. And not only that, but her and Lily. So you need that kind of fierce power on that show. Now, 
I did not expect to see this. I said this last night on Soul Party. <sighs> it's like a deja vu. I had so many deja vus with Young and Ruffles lately, but the fact that Sharon, Nick, and Adam are working together again. Hell froze over. Hell froze over. Anthony Davis. And I'm intrigued. Married. I'm very intrigued. Right. Hell froze over. Because I was like, Rustler Styles 2.0, let's go. Let's yep. go. I'm curious. Because this is, see, I said this too, because I said, ooh, Young Rustlers, y'all shady. You have Sharon with two guys who deeply care about her and vice versa. And I said, Young Rustlers, I see what y'all are doing. You're going to have the Sharon and Adam fans, and the Sharon and Nick fans questioning down the line because something happened. But at the same time, you got Chance and Sharon having sex in the coffee shop. I was like, you know what, love is back in the afternoon. I was like, yo, who I'm a, is it? I don't know. I like that. I mean, I, I appreciated that. It's about time she did something for herself. And she yeah, always for other people. And he did something for her. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. Let, let, let's face that. She had been lingering on the sidewalls of the canvas for quite some time, and they needed something to shake up the whole race situation, et cetera, et cetera. They needed something to get Sharon, give Sharon a reboot, and so they bring in Cameron. First and foremost, Lindsay, um, what's his name in real life? Um, oh, as, as, yeah, I know. Lyndon Ashby. As a guest performer. Uh, okay. Definitely needs to put himself in the running. Yo, great, great. going to be messed up. Yeah. I, I just have to say this, go. I just have to say this. Sharon, girl, you rock that dress. Girl, you rock that dress. And that moment with the leg in her oh, hello. Um, but I like to see Sharon back. As I, I like to see Sharon in a, in a I'm not. Uh, you know, poor little blonde Sharon. I like to see that she is, you know, taking for herself. Charge. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, the thing with Chance, we know ain't going to last. Um, and but it is going so. to be. Sharon took well, a chance. She took a chance with Chance. She took a chance with Chance. Absolutely. But you know they are going to play the beats. Um, I know. Sharon Adam and Sharon Nick. And, and you know what? Honestly, even though it's a reboot for the what, third time now, I, I'm I'm on board. I'm here. I'm on board because this is a different Sharon than 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it was. About, this is yeah. a different Sharon. The only one in this game who's still the same is Nick, basically. And Nick don't ever change. Love you, man. Okay, maybe get a little bit more fierce, but, you know, don't follow in the footsteps of your sister. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm. Oi. Yeah. Time this don't show. Okay. And, and then. Candace Phyllis. Oh, go ahead. Look, oh, I, was go. Say, I was about to say about Phyllis real quick. Look, okay, first and foremost, hey, Young and Rustless, thank you. Thank you. For giving right. me cricket versus Phyllis. Let's go, mm-hmm. America. Let's go. I love it. 
emotional. The fact that Phyllis had that smirk on her face, and here's the thing. I know people want her to have consequences. I know that. But she did. She is having a consequence because I think she found out either today or this week about what went down between Summer and Kyle because of her, right? But at the same time, you got Cricket who was feeling sorry for you. Phyllis, because you died. She felt bad about that, about how your children's going to respond, and you do this. Oh, Cricket is on a war path. And the fact that, yeah, Michael had to go and save Glory over in Shanghai or, or, or Singapore, I'm like, that, Glory. But the fact that Heather is over there, I'm like, <laughs> and, Heather, and Heather and Cricket had it out about Paul. Mm, mm, okay, no, I'm going to be nice. But the thing is, I'm like, I'm loving this. I love the fact that Cricket is like, I want to find Carson. Nobody can find Carson now. Phyllis is like this. I'm not going to jail. I'm not. I need, I love this energy. See, this is, Young and Russell's 50th season has been giving me William J. Bell vibes, and I appreciate that because that's how you do an anniversary show. You hear that, GH? I love the fact that also, you got Billy just being right there. He's not doing anything, but he's kind of looking like out, like he's looking inside from the outside because the whole Abbott family is crazy. Right. They, they all, they, they're oh, strung geez. up. They strung up. Thanks, Diana. Talk about why I still say Diana has a plan. Anyway, but then you got Kyle. Yo, let me tell you this. Um, oh, God, Allison, who plays Summer, girl, get your Emmy nod, too. Because when Summer put two and two together, when she smelled that perfume, and she looked at Kyle and said, are you having an affair on me? Are you sleeping with Audra? And Kyle at first was going to deny it, just like every other Abby guy in town. And when he said, yeah, when she slapped him, I was like, you're your mother's child. I said, you're your mother's child, and I'm so proud of you. Because, Kyle, here's the thing. Yeah, Summer... Summer was defending her mother just like you were. You guys are part of, you both are victims of the Phyllis and Diane situation. But, Kyle, you yep. can get a step further by sleeping yep. with somebody. Summer lied. Y'all could talk it out. But you went ahead oh, and you slept with somebody more than one minute. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it's seriously like, you, oh, my God. But this was much-needed angst. And the fact that you're not working at Marchetti, Marchetti, ha, 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 ha. Young and the Restless by well, far. On that, yes. On that note, folks, Young and the Restless has definitely earned the Comeback Award of the and decade. And Love is we, coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did, girl. I am, I'm waiting with anxious bated breath. We will be back in two weeks with more of this fabulous commentary. Take yep. two radio soaps, folks. See ya. August 14th, Bye, guys. Bye. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.